Hi, this is Matt Greiner from the band August Burns Red, and you are listening to the Vulgar Display of Podcasts. Welcome to the Vulgar Display, a podcast live from the Barn Studio. You got the mocks here, Dale, Tuan. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Up? How's it going? Dale's over there geeking out, man. Big we time. have a little a, bit. A, Look a, at him, cheesing. A, a special, <laughs> a special guest online right now. We have Matt Griner from August Burns Red. Matt, how are you? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. You guys are awesome. I, I feel like I'm a little out of the loop. You guys are all in the same room, and I'm here in in Oregon somewhere in a hotel. Yeah, so you played uh, Seattle last night and like Portland tomorrow, is that right? We play we play Portland tomorrow night and Seattle on Sunday. Okay. Nice. How we're doing it. So you're somewhere up there on uh on this tour that is just a banger of a tour. Oh my god. And this thing this thing's three months long. You don't wrap it up until like mid May, right? Yeah, we go home we actually go home in two weeks though. So we're restructuring our touring because three of us are married. Uh, I actually just got married last May. And nice. to make it more sustainable as a band, we are basically just cutting our tours into two halves and then spending a month at home in between the two uh, one-month stretches. It's really nice. It's, oh, it's yeah. the first time we've ever done this. It's not as cost-efficient, but it's hopefully will provide us with sustainability. <laughs> there you for, go. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And that sure. sounds like a veteran move that a band that's been yeah. been together for 20 years would uh, know that that's probably the best case. Right. right. Take a little breather. That's like a little lunch break and then get back to work. <laughs> <There it is>. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You also have a new album coming out here in a couple weeks. Death Below released March 24th on Sharp Tone Records. Tell us a little bit about Death Below. Okay. So I actually just sent an email over to my band. Um, I did an interview about an hour ago and I... I wrote a lyric for the album. Um, the song is called Reckoning. I don't know if you guys have heard it we, or not. It's, it's have, our latest yes. release. Yeah. Okay. Spen- so it Spencer. features, yep, exactly. Spencer from Under Oath. And um, I had a Zoom call with him while I was writing it, and he did such an awesome job for us. But the lyric has the, has the word or words death below in it. And I had struggled up until this point to really reconcile what it is that death below means to me and what this lyric specifically means to me and um and what it is is so just picture yourself walking between two skyscrapers and you're on a tightrope and the the tightrope represents you trying to control your own life and the lives of those around you so all the burden of of responsibility the stressors of life trying to perform well do a good job it's all on your shoulders Mm -hmm. and if you're walking on this tightrope below you is inevitable death. You know, obviously you're high in the air, but what I wanted to try to convey with this lyric was that's not actually the way it works. Uh, you can have the freedom to walk across a bridge instead of a tightrope and a bridge gives you this feeling of security. It's actually a good viewpoint. Like you can see everything around you. You're not trying to rush across. You're not 
scared you're going to fall off of it. You're not threatened by what's below you. Mm-hmm. It actually becomes a positive instead of a negative. And um, it, it, it turns this idea of death below into like, wow, I'm so thankful and grateful for what I get to do here that I get this view between two buildings. Right. So as you're listening to this album, Death Below, or any of the songs on it, specifically Reckoning, be thinking about your own life if you're listening to this, and and instead of framing it as, man, I'm scared. Like, I hope I can make it to the other side. Look at it in terms of, um, I'm really lucky and grateful, and I, I, I feel like there's just a lot of grace in my life that I get to do what I get to do. That's the feeling I have after playing drums for 20 years in this band, starting it on my parents' farm in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. It's the most unassuming thing in the world. (laughs) That's amazing. That's a very cool uh, viewpoint of how to to think of it like that. Super deep meaning there, which you would hope all all of the record titles and everything is. Yeah, you have a couple songs out, Reckoning being one of them, uh, Backfire, and then An- Ancestry with Jesse Leach. So you have a couple couple uh, features on on the songs that you've released so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we actually just toured with Kill Switch last year, and that was incredible to be out with that band. I, I, I grew up listening to them. I'm sure many of us have. Damn right. Um, sure. They, yeah, they, were, they, are, they are role models in the industry for me, especially... You know, Adam D recorded Thrill Seeker, which was our first full length on Solid State. Yep. Justin Foley was in Blood Has Been Shed, who I used to listen to and kind of inspired me to get a, a bell for my drum set. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their songs starts with this really cool bell pattern. He's one of the best drummers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, we was blessed and, to and have him And just having him on the album was, was so just, uh, you know, amazing. And then, of course, to have Spencer from Under Oath. It was a really cool defining moment for us as a band to like, have these people say, yeah, of course I'll be on your album. Mm-hmm. In fact, like that, that'd be great. I'm excited to do that. Was that sort of a full circle moment for you? <laughs> yeah. If you stop, if I stop and think about it, it is sometimes when, when you're doing this, it just, it just, you kind of take stuff for granted, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I didn't do that as much, but when I, when we're talking about it right now, it's like, Oh my gosh, I grew up listening to under Oath. You know, right. they're only chasing safety and then yeah. Define the Great Line came out and you just have all these bangers and you look up to this guy and, and then all of a sudden you're on a Zoom call with him and he's talking about your lyrics <laughs> about your and, and what they mean to him. And yeah, yeah, nice. and right. yeah. He's recording on your song that you wrote for your yeah. album. What? <laughs> yeah. Very amazing. cool. Yeah, it is amazing. Very cool moment. And talk about two talented dudes. I mean, yeah. Jesse Leach is one of the greatest front men ever. Can, mm-hmm. It's so versatile in what he does. And, you know, with you guys and that song specifically brought a lot of clean vocals yep. to that song. Yeah. Well, tell us what it was like working with Jesse. Jesse and Jake work together really well. Um, Jake, Jake does a great job of bringing people in and building other people up. And Jesse is kind of the same type of person uh, he's he's very intelligent and introspective and um really is is just very friendly like i remember being on tour he'd walk into the room and say hi to everybody and like make a point to stop and talk to you i i didn't get to work with him in the studio he was with jake but i'm assuming it was the same kind of experience where he's he's listening to jake you know jake what does this song mean to you okay what are you thinking i should do and then he's he has one of the best voices and and most unique styles that when you hear the song you know ancestry is the name of the song when you hear mm-hmm. the song it sounds like 
we're a kill switch band and until the next you know verse or bridge hits and it's like oh wait this is my band yeah <laughs> must forgot for a second yeah. Yeah. and we're back <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's my drumming yeah that's <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing thank you jesse if you ever yes, listen to this thank yes. you for making jesse, for sure. our album even better by being on it same with spencer and you know all of our guests that that helped us out with it we're we're super proud of death below it comes out uh march 24th we're playing two songs from it on our current 20-year tour we're playing backfire fuck yeah and we're playing ancestry backfire goes hard it's a fucking banger mm-hmm. do you yeah, have any other you. uh yeah you're welcome thank you uh do you have any other special guests on the album uh, you know what? I'd have to take a look and see. We have a <laughs> we have Matt Heapy from from Trivium. It feels like so long since we recorded this album that uh, <laughs> that dude is on like everything. Go, yeah, I feel like I have to go back and like look up and see because it feels like a past life. <laughs> right. um, we actually started recording this album in 2020. Oh damn! Which is which little, is which little, is wild. Mm-hmm. A little something happened that year. Yeah, yeah just some <laughs> slight thing, life change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so we have um so we have jt this is embarrassing i had to look this up to see the song names um so when i so when i write drums for an album the reason it's not as embarrassing and i'm and i'm saying this right now is because it takes me a while to get used to the song names because i know them as the number that we sure. write it right okay so like the song premonition which is the first song um that i think was actually number one that i wrote to but like backfire wasn't number six and like premonition uh, or um i'm sorry reckoning was i think number seven or eight well it's the last song of the album so it's mm-hmm. hard for me to reconcile the two <laughs> but we we have jt from from era he's on the abyss oh, yeah. uh, spencer's oh. on reckoning like we mm-hmm. said jason richardson is on tightrope and uh and then jesse leach is on ancestry great choices we talked to a singer songwriter here recently that said uh you know, surround yourself with guys that are more talented than you and not saying that that's the case here, but, you know, putting your ego aside and surrounding yourself with so much talent, I think elevates your level of game, right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's something I was talking to about some friends last night, talking to some friends about last night. They drove down from Redding, California. Uh, They're up at a big church up there and they're some of the best musicians. And they were asking me about touring and playing and like the other guys in the band and i said something like the standard we have for ourselves is so high that it just keeps elevating we keep elevating each other and and you're gonna feel dumb if you're not playing at the highest level you can Mm -hmm. no one's perfect but that means you practice before you go on tour because you don't want the other guys who are listening to your playing in their in-ears thinking, man, what has Matt been doing when he's home? Obviously not, you know, <laughs> practicing drumming. <laughs> and, and, and so if you have that kind of mechanism in place, like even with you guys working together, right, you guys know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And you can, if you guys all care about your job, then we're all going to keep getting better at it because you don't want to fail. It's the exact same thing with our band. We go on stage, we know that we have a high standard for ourselves and for each other. And so we just continually, hopefully, keep getting better. So kind of along that same theme, what is it like following Devil Wears Prada? Oh, my. That <laughs> has to be difficult, right? Like, I know you guys bring it, seen you several times, and you guys go hard, and I don't doubt mm-hmm. that you can. But that's a heck mm-hmm. of a bill put together saying we have to follow these guys every night. Does that elevate your game not, as well? 
You're not kidding. And it's actually timely. You bring this up. I was watching them last night side stage. I decided not to sit on the bus or be elsewhere for the uh, for the hour before we played. I stood side stage in Sacramento and I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are so good. And my my palms were sweaty thinking about the fact that I got to get up you know, after this and try to keep everybody in the room. Um, <laughs> Try to keep everybody in the room. That's great. <laughs> Don't leave. Yeah, please. I promise we're good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we bring that buy up. Merch. Yeah. <laughs> you buy my merch. merch. <laughs> we bring that up because not too long ago we saw Devil Wears Prada at the same venue that we're going to be seeing you at. Hmm. April 22nd at Red Flag, August Burns Red, Devil Wears Prada, Bleed from Within. And Anthony, when you've seen Devil Wears Prada, it absolutely dis- decimated the place right it was such an intense show and i'm i can't wait yeah. to watch them play this new stuff yeah and then to build up right into you guys oh my god yep yep yeah mm-hmm. yeah they are a very good live band mm-hmm. the thing i really like about prada is that they don't they're relaxed on stage like they're they're smiling and you can tell they don't take themselves too seriously like kill switch actually and um my band's really good at that too we we are able to just kind of laugh and have fun and, and not take it too seriously, but just, you know, have a good time. I think that that's, I think people think that that's easy to do. Well, of course you're having fun. You're playing your instruments, but there are so many things behind the scenes that you're not thinking about. Like the fact that we're playing to a click track, the entire show for an Mm -hmm. hour and 25 minutes. If you get off the click track, the lights are off. The smoke machines are off. The entire Mm -hmm. show's off. Right. Right. So there's a lot of pressure. And so to be able to sit back and relax is, is actually pretty challenging. Prada is really good at that, and you see it. It's 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 a fun, intense, heavy show. I have sort of a technical question. Are you the only one that hears the click track, or does everybody else play it to a play to it as well? So everybody else plays to the click. We all hear it, and we all hear it as loud or as quietly as we want. Mine's mixed almost like an album where the drums are not too heavy or too loud. The guitars aren't too loud. It kind of sounds like you're listening to the album with the click track baked in. I think JD probably has drums fairly quiet and click track loud. I think Jake might not have much click track at all because it's just not important to uh, to what he's doing. He's probably mostly following drums. So we all hear it, but it's it's in different it's at different levels. So I have to ask you about your tweet the other day. Did Von Miller end up coming to you guys as set or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, not that we know of. Not Dang. that we know of. <laughs> Maybe that becomes a thing. You just yeah. put him on the list every night. There you go. Really Von Miller's always on the list just in case he's, he's in the town. <laughs> <laughs> Von, come on this way. <laughs> Uh, we got to ask you about this. You know, this is the hot, one of the hottest topics in, in all of music right now. But, you know, the venue's taking the merch cuts. Is that something that you guys experience? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been doing that our entire career. I think I think there's two sides to every story. I don't want to say it's completely unfair and a ripoff and how dare they do that. I also can, can empathize with the point that bands are making which is well you guys are making so much money off the bar and this is our income like we paid for this merch to be produced we've built our band up this is our primary source of income and you guys are going to take a percentage of it that doesn't seem like a great idea sure i think that it's baked into the industry 
in a way that it's going to be challenging to remove. But if, if someone can do it, I don't think that, uh, I don't think any of us are going to complain because <laughs> if we could make a little more money. That would be awesome. Yeah. But like I said, sure. I, I do see the fact that there are two sides to every story and it takes a lot to have a venue open its doors, run security, have everything run smoothly. And yeah, they're making a lot of money off the bar. Um, but I don't know. I, maybe there's a reason that they do it that we can't see clearly. And I'm okay to see both sides. Do you think it would be a little bit easier to take if it was clear cut across the board a certain percentage? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you see different percentages at different venues? Yeah, we do. And that's a good point. We also see venue sell, which means our merch guy can't sell, like is not allowed to sell and they sell for us. And we do not sell as much merch if that happens. (laughs) Because you have someone from the venue selling all three bands merch mm-hmm. instead of us being able to manage the right. line and have someone else actually help our merch guy. Hey, okay, we're going to send our TM over there so that we have two people making sure we get the line. That that hurts for sure because yeah, you're yeah, just not selling the same quantity at that right. point. So I always like to ask this question as well. Is a, what's the best direct way for fans of August Burns Red to uh, support you guys? Uh, <laughs> probably the best way is merch. Mm-hmm. You buy merch from our web store um augustbringsredmerch.com or if you buy merch at a show the other way is just to come see us live it, it it really does help us to have people in the room what happens is when a tour is wrapped we have a better shot of being on a support tour say with a slipknot mm-hmm. or a kill switch or a lamb of god if our numbers on our headlining tour looked great it's proof that we are worth you know this yes. amount of money right, or we're worth sense. Mm-hmm. you taking us out on tour makes sense yeah, yeah that does make sense mm-hmm. oh anytime you come through st louis best believe we'll be there yep <laughs> yeah we're gonna be there april 22nd red flag in st louis missouri 20 year anniversary oh, yeah. tour august burns red devil wears prada bleed from within i've been seeing the videos of those guys yeah. just destroying yeah. ripping. That's, ripping. A Saturday, that's a saturday night too oh yeah. my gosh yeah. saturday night oh wow Jeez. Yeah. St. Louis, you better lock up your cars. <laughs> yeah, hide your wives, hide your cheering. No, seriously, you're in St. Louis, lock up your cars. Yeah, lock up your cars for sure. No, serious, uh, yeah, yeah, lock no, seriously, lock, lock your cars. <laughs> uh, We're kidding. Red Flag's a great venue. We love being there. April 22nd, 20-year anniversary tour, August Burns Red, Devil Wears Prada, Bleed From Within. And you're going to go out and get that new album, March 24th. Can't wait. Death Below through Sharp Tone Records. Matt, we appreciate your time today, man. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is great. I'll see you in St. Louis. Right. We'll be locking our tour bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better. Yeah, good call. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate All right, it, man. All right. All right, guys. Have a good day. You too. You too, man. Thanks. Oh, man. Oh, man.